Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show. Thanks, Angela. This is the Fizzle Show. Actionable, articulate, and entertaining conversations about running a business in the modern world. Every Friday, we publish another conversation about entrepreneurship, building a thriving audience, and the battle of supporting yourself doing something that you care about. Your hosts are, if we were uh, coffee brewing methods, Barrett would be the French press. One handle, one pot. The result is a cup of deep, old black gold. Corbett, he'd be the AeroPress. The most convenient thing to bring with you, and you can brew just about any grind size. Chase, that's me. He'd be the pour-over. Takes a while to get used to, but when you get the hang of it, there's no way back. Thanks, Haig Johnson. In this episode, this is the second in our six-part Small Business Roadmap series. And it's about moving from how can I possibly do this to how can I possibly not do this? Stage two is connection, okay? Which in layman's terms means little more than making friends with other entrepreneurs in your industry. You know, Jim Rohn loved to say that you are the average of, sorry, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, all right? <laughs> it's more of like a bad Matthew McConaughey than a Jim Rohn, but so what do you think would happen? This is honest question. What do you think would happen in your business if you spent more time with people who are working hard on their own businesses. In this episode, we discuss seven steps to build a strong base of connection in your industry, complete with a few over-the-top and mostly bad Scottish accents from yours truly. That would be me. I apologize sincerely, and I hope you can enjoy it regardless. If you're new to the show and you're not afraid of making uh, business a fun thing, you may want to subscribe in iTunes so you can get the next episode in your sleep. Follow along at home at fizzleshow.co slash 101. I'll be back after this conversation to fill in any gaps. So let's get into it. All right. Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show. Hello and danke. Welcome to the Fizzle Show. <laughs> little continuity there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from episode to episode. You see what we've done is we've allowed you to sort of string these two episodes together. Right, so it's sort of a bit of a... It's like haggis, right? You sort of put it all together and then you bake it till it tastes like f***ing sawdust. <laughs> yeah. Sawdust. No, sawdust! Fiona! <laughs> Donkey! Donkey! I wish one of us had a good Eddie Murphy. What? Donkey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't go swimming in the water. It's <laughs> from my OG Eddie fans. Oh man! Uh, so on the show today, we're going to talk about stage two of the roadmap. Uh, again, the roadmap that we're all uh, that we're putting together to 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 get through some of like the all of the common stages that businesses go through. And obviously, like we said, you don't starting a business is not a cookie cutter affair. You no. know, you don't you don't just do this. But and we're going to make it one anyway. But we're going to turn it into one. Dang it. Uh, no, but but meaning there's still going to be common stages that you get stuck in. Yeah. And you're still going to value from from knowing what could be your next. And step. we've we've kind of fought against this whole notion of building yeah. a step by step thing for a long time. We've kind of we've embraced it to some degree. We've realized it'd be really hard. And we've also felt like. When somebody wants just all the answers, the danger a lot of times is that they follow everything so to the letter that the techniques that you teach stop working. Mm. We've seen that before. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
Um, or they just don't learn how to think for themselves. Right. And so when they hit some significant roadblock, they really get stuck and right. totally derailed because the answer's not right there in front of them. Right. So we've we've been careful about it, but um, we're going to give this a shot because we get so much feedback from people that, oh, I joined Fizzle and I just really wanted this like overview of what was going to happen and what I needed to be doing next. And we're going to build that for you again. Quit that and it's coming. <laughs> coming. Coming. Did someone say curry? No, I did not say curry, but I can make one if you'd like. <laughs> That's my dream. It's like, I don't even, I don't need anybody. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need anybody. It's just like, I don't know why, why, why you'd even have friends if you have all this. I, I know I was thinking the same thing. I'm too hungry for connection. You know what? What is it? Hid! Dengue! Fiona! <laughs> just yelling words. I love these guys. And then, and then Sam Kennison. said, oh, oh, oh! <laughs> uh, yeah, I was uh, married for a little while. <laughs> sorry sorry folks back to the roadmap talk, yeah. a, talk about oh, connection oh, if no. you haven't been a fizzle show listener for a number of episodes uh, oh lord help you at least go back to the last one yeah yeah so yeah. i'm uh, cutting all this out so <laughs> we'll see oh man you know what i thought about a second ago yeah. just the last last off topic thing mm-hmm. was ludicrous singing the business part of that one song mm-hmm. get about my business yeah. my business yeah. oh yeah like and then we, we got should... the uh the uh was it kanye, the kanye. or Jay-Z? Kanye. i started a blog so i could get some traffic <laughs> i just feel like we could have a whole show of little clips of Sweet uh rap songs. yeah we could yeah okay now let's so, get into uh, so, stage two just to recap last episode we laid out <laughs> the six stages that businesses go through the six stages that you will encounter yeah. as a business builder from the ruta to the tuta no from <laughs> when on the automatic business you gonna start at the root and then down the tuta <laughs> all right so first day we're gonna be getting clarity but not a lot of people know it's not we're gonna clarify that for you and then next step is gonna talk about well Corbin's gonna talk about next step <laughs> we got him we got him at the exact wrong time Corbin <laughs> we, we let him out of the God cage damn it. the worst part is we it's let you good. out of the box the worst part is it's good cause look at you you're crying no it's gonna get it's gonna get Get hot enough in here that you're gonna just start slowing. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. I'll be fine. Okay, so we hit on stage one, yeah, which was clarity. So yeah, so we went from stage one clarity and um, stage all the way through stage six, which eventually will be scale. You're off to the races. You have this big beautiful thing. Yeah. But before you get there, you have to go through the other stages. Stage two today, what we're going to talk about is this concept of connection. And what we mean by that is that we all have stories about how being connected with other entrepreneurs has kept us in the game. It's helped us avoid horrible pitfalls. It's helped us get over some hurdle that we wouldn't have gotten over otherwise. In my personal experience, um, having participated in a mastermind group six years ago, that kept me from quitting in during the the dip that I hit for a long time. And so, yeah, connection with others gets you out of your uh, deadly cycle too. Yeah, that can be so terrible. Totally, you, you realize that it's a failure. No, it's not a failure. You have a call with uh, Barrett Brooks or James Clear, and it's like, what do you mean? This is good. This is good. This is good. Just change that. Oh, I never even saw that before. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, Barrett just went up to uh, his mountain house, which is, I guess, what you do in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we, it's a cabin, really. But yeah, it's, we can sleep, we can sleep sixteen. So yeah, you just went up to the mountain house for. A uh, little mastermind group retreat, and uh, Nathan Barry and Caleb Wojcik and James Clear, and uh, they all joined us. And uh, why don't you drop some more names? Another, yeah, why don't you actually from, uh, bring a person of color too? I you mean, know, what so is it about to? People? In this particular situation, I it is annoying when people name drop. I hate it, 
In this particular situation, though, I like it because when we started... Because I did it. I like it. I I mean, a lot of people talk down on name dropping, but I'm for it. I think it feels good. When we started the group, no one knew any of us. Right. We were literally all nobodies. Absolutely. And we still are pretty much nobodies for the most part. But we've all grown up together. Yeah. And become... And still nobody knows you, but like 17 people know you. Exactly. Right. right. So Exactly. Which is 17 more than we started with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we all kind of have the same peer group that we get to run with now, and we've helped each other reach that point. Yeah. And to your point, things like a mastermind group retreat together keep us focused on the big picture of what's going on and what's actual failure and what's not and how to make projects work. Um, You know, you can look at something like living for Monday and then transitioning to fizzle for me that very easily could have been like a, Oh, I'm going back to corporate now. I lost this game, but having a group like that to say, no, it's fine. Whatever. It didn't work. You know what to do better next time. Yeah. Go get him, Tiger. Yeah. He's a great advantage for sure. Yeah. And I, I saw this not just um, in my own experience doing this type of business, but when I was building a, a Silicon Valley startup, I worked in a building that had a, a random collection of entrepreneurs. They were all bright and everything. But what happened was out of this random collection of entrepreneurs, companies that you may have heard of, like Eventbrite came out of it, mm. Flickster came out of it, yeah. um, Zynga came out of mm-hmm. it, and Opower as well. And these are, you know, multi million dollar businesses now and the this collection of entrepreneurs had this informal network where mm. we got together and kind of just chatted about what worked and didn't work and um, made introductions and all that kind of stuff and so you saw this group of people rise up so yep. i've seen it across the board yep. in my own experience and what we've heard from fizzlers is that the real value in fizzle long term ends up being the community mm-hmm. you come a lot of times for the training or to get some specific question answered but then you find that this community and this connection yeah. that you have is really where the value comes from because of all of the things that a, a, a small group can help you do we've also done a little bit of um analysis we surveyed the fizzle audience and we just kind of asked them like what progress they had made in their business where they were at and consistently we found that people who participated in the community we have ways to know like if they've been active in the forums, if they're in a mastermind group, all that kind of stuff. People who participate in the community are hands down more successful than people who don't. Yeah. Definitely. So as part of the roadmap for stage two, we want to make sure that we encourage connection as much as we can and we give people the tools to make connections with other entrepreneurs because it can mean the difference between never getting off the ground and becoming a massive success. Yeah. I really believe it's one of the most important things. So um, there are seven stages to this, um, seven steps to this stage. Duh. And uh, they, a lot of times, are going to be fizzle specific. And so we'll try to give examples where, you know, you could go do this if you're not in fizzle, right. something else, yeah. some other way to do it. Okay. So first off, just right away, within Fizzle, we have um, profiles. So people get to fill out a profile. And a profile is just simply a calling card. It's a way for other people to find you. Mm-hmm. And so if you're in Fizzle, you fill out your profile, you say what kind of business you're working on, what you're interested in, where, where you are. Where you're from. And people exactly. can find you that way. And if they see you writing something in the forums, they can go click on it and sort of get a feel for who you are. If you weren't in Fizzle and you were trying to connect with other entrepreneurs, then uh, you might do things like, you know, be active on Twitter or fill out your LinkedIn profile. And, um, or if you participate in any entrepreneurial things like the Young Entrepreneurs Council or whatever, just make sure that you fill out your profiles mm-hmm. and you're, you try to take that seriously because you never know where somebody's going to find you and how they're connect, right. going to connect right. with you. It's just one more way for people to find you, uh, even as with something as simple as, you know, a Google search. And if your YEC profile pops up, that's an advantage to you because it's another way for people to understand context for, what you're up to and who you are and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yep. I'm for it. So that's step one. Uh, and that's a pretty simple one. Mm-hmm. To complete step one, you check off that you completed your profile. Right. Um, step two is uh, something we call progress logs or accountability journals. And um, this is something Wait, that... by the way, on step one, like... Great story is remember that one time that uh, Barrett got to go to Davos because of his LinkedIn <laughs> CV, right? right. <laughs> you know, it was like all this. Uh, I see here, Barrett, that you are a part of the uh, global chamber. Oh, that's very interesting. Wait, it was a global chamber guy that got you pulled you in because of your yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. So you end up going to the World Economic Forum with like a thousand of the smartest, most uh, puppet mastery kind of people in the world. Yeah. <laughs> because of my, literally because of my LinkedIn profile two years ago. Yeah. That's incredible. That's incredible. All right. So, so fill two. out your LinkedIn profiles and then, you know, when you're done with that, you can Which fill does out your, sound, it sounds so dumb. It, it, I hear myself saying it and it sounds so dumb. Man, I think it sounds badass, dude. True. And so yeah. regardless of how dumb it sounds, that's how the world LinkedIn works. profiles are the new leather jackets. Well, no, or whatever. You <laughs> it's know, how you look putting awesome. Your, putting your information accurately out there and telling a story with the way that you do yeah. it matters. It, and it's always difficult to say, I'm this. Yeah. Before yeah. you're like really feel confident yeah, at totally. that. Before like a thousand of the people that you admire say like, that's what you are. It took me like eight years to call myself a designer. And I'd just been fiddling with Photoshop and Illustrator. And like had done a bunch of websites. I wasn't even a designer when I designed Think Traffic. I wasn't calling myself that till after that. I think yeah. it was the first time I was like, I'm a designer. Yeah. Because before that, I was like marketing. I was I was copywriting. I was yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. Stuff. So yeah. So the point is making it easy for people to find you. Um, when I started blogging, uh, LinkedIn was how I got my first ten readers. Mm-hmm. They were just people I'd connected with, you know, over the years. And uh, those were the first ten readers. And so, I mean, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to say, like, you know, if you're like, I want to be a blogger, and then you put down like blogger or something, or like I help. Like, there's examples of people who are, are in fizzle who have been working with post traumatic stress disorder uh, patients for like thirty years, mm-hmm. and they're like, now I want to take it online. That's very different from you know th- they know what to say on their LinkedIn profile or on their fizzle uh, profile page, right. right? There's there's an expertise there. We always talked about like your great uh, article and an episode that we did on I don't know how do you, how do you be- bec- become an expert? How do you become an expert in a thing? And what thing are you going to become an expert right. in? And at what point do you are you able to say like now I've yeah, yeah you know when was it at your hundredth patient or was it at your thousandth? Like mm-hmm. when do you finally feel like? So the truth is. The people who win are the people who like take a ballsy leap and go, I'm going to, I'm, this is what I'm working on right now, which doesn't mean skirting the issue and go like chief disruption officer at, uh, at pantless.edu or whatever, whatever, like making up a bunch of stuff, which is fun and it's cute yeah. and clever and it could be a great, great way of doing it. But it, it, it's very difficult. It's really difficult. No, and it's a really valuable exercise because eventually you're going to have to do the same thing for your business. You're yep. going to have to figure out how do I describe my business in a way that if somebody comes across the profile or my landing page, <sighs> yeah. it's going to draw them in. And so your personal profile, I like to think of it as um, going to a cocktail party. Uh-huh. And you have to tell people something that puts you on common ground so that makes for interesting conversation, right? That's when, when things happen in a conversation is, Oh, you're into that. Oh, well, did you ever check out this too? You know, because you, you you learn something about them and you connect with them for some reason, or you don't know anything about that and you want to learn more. So on your profile, you have to put some specific things. If it's that you ran, uh, you didn't run a marathon until you were age 50, put that on your profile. Like that's something Mm -hmm. interesting. You know what I mean? Don't just say, I'm an entrepreneur. Right. You know, big, right. big figuring deal. And like, what's the also d- think about your audience? 
Like a, a great way to, like for me, I, don't, I still don't know how to tell you what we do. And, and most of the people that I interact, we were just making jokes about like when I, you know, around Portland, meet a new person and yeah. they're like, so what is it you do? And like everybody in my friend group goes like, I don't know. He makes money on the internet or whatever. Yeah. And that's normally what I've just started saying. Like, I just make money on the internet. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, that's so cool. Like, yeah. When'd you get in that? They're like at breakfast this morning. Go do a little razzle dazzle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fizzle razzle dazzle. Yeah. So, but, um. But when I can, when when I when a guy yesterday did ask like, so what do you guys do? I was like, well, we have a community of people who run their own businesses and we support them with with like training yeah, and stuff good. like that. It's, I was so proud of you. I was real proud of me too. Like it was the best time I ever said yeah. about what I talked. What did I talk about? I talked about my audience. I talked about the problems that they have. Well, a lot of people who start a business, they don't know what to do next. Right. So we help them provide the ro- roadmap for them with training and connection with other people that are in the same boat as them because a lot of them are on their own. Sign right? me up. Like all of a sudden, we're talking about an audience with a real need. The only reason why I'm able to say that pretty clearly and succinctly is because I spent the last three years of my life trying to figure out what the hell is the problem. Right. right? You know what I mean? What that right. we're going to solve. Right. Yep. So that's where it, that, that can be a quick little hack. Hey, a lot of people are starting their own business. Don't, 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 don't. Hey, a lot of people are getting started with yoga. Don't, right. don't, don't. Hey, a lot of people who, who want to be badass as an Excel, like don't know how to. And I, you know, yep. It, it's a quick and easy way through that. Okay. So uh, again, stage two is all about connection. And the reason is you're trying to connect with other entrepreneurs for support and guidance and accountability to kind of keep you on track and just friendship. Right. You know, think about all of us now. Many of our best friends are We're all such entrepreneurs. Good friends now, aren't we? You know, it's so good to be able to talk you to have, somebody. You have to think you have uh. to you have to realize that your life is going to change if you become an entrepreneur and Yeah, I used to be an ogre, you know, just <laughs> by myself. <laughs> uh, get out of my house. <laughs> but now I'm an entrepreneur. But now I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah. And Tweet that. I used to be an ogre and now I'm an entrepreneur. Ha! <laughs> That'd be great. Donkey! stupid and <laughs> you can you can make some incredible new friends who if you if you connect with other entrepreneurs because yep. you, your old friends just are going to be in a different world we yep. can just call them the b list okay so uh step two that's well let's clarify i mean we know, not, they're in a different world they don't understand the things that you struggle with every day <laughs> right they're still they're still the be- some of the best people you ever know even though they don't understand that but there's something that's really rich that comes from people who sense who are in the same battle that you are yep. you yeah don't, there's the, the the value in the friendships is the things you don't need to say yeah, yeah. you know you don't have to you know and, and I, I think of it as um career friends can be as transformative to your life as finding the right spouse can yep. be yeah yep. and and a lot of us don't ever have career friends we have co-workers mm-hmm. who we kind of are like okay this person's fine because i sit next to him every day and we go to lunch or whatever yeah. but you don't have a deep connection once you find your calling your yeah. like true meaning and of life from a career perspective you can have incredible friendships my wife is an artist and she does what she loves for a living yeah. and she has some artist friends who are she's so close with like she can't be with anyone else because yeah. they just understand her and likewise i didn't find really close career friends i had great friends but, until you met me but until i met yeah chase yeah so, <laughs> all right. So, so step one, okay. make a profile. It lets other people find you who need to find you. Exactly. Yep. Step two, likewise, is also about putting yourself out there so that people mm. can find you, but it's also about holding yourself accountable. Yeah. And um, what we like people to do in Fizzle is to create something that we call a progress journal or a progress log or an accountability journal, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Mm. Essentially, this is just you checking in on a regular basis every week, hopefully, saying what you're working on in your business what held you up from doing the thing that you were planning to do and just kind of like this heartbeat of here's what I'm working on here's what I'm struggling with you know here's what I need help with that sort of stuff um and 
holding yourself accountable. And the reason we do this is back when we ran a um, community and course called Traffic School, we tried this out. And universally, the people that did progress logs were far more successful than the people that didn't. Um, because you're simply putting down on paper like what you actually intend to do as opposed to having a thought about, oh, I should do this, and then you forget about it, and then you don't feel any guilt or right. any um, responsibility for not having accomplished that. So within Fizzle, we uh, have a place where people start progress logs, and they update them. Yeah. And what's cool is, once you start updating your progress log, you get subscribers to that log who come to check in on how yeah. you're doing, and then they give you support and encouragement. Not only are you asking questions in there, but you're also, you didn't post for two weeks, and someone goes, "Hey, Paul, where are you? Hey, what's going on? Mm-hmm. You know exactly. It's really it, it can it can be like a secret weapon. It sounds like a tiny little thing. It's, I know it sounds like nothing at all. But, I know. But when it's, you're on your own, all by yourself, and it's like the difference between like, well, I could go watch House of Cards, or or I could do that thing. Like you're gonna you're gonna like you're, you're gonna be really proud of yourself in two weeks when you have written that thing, and you're gonna have watched all of the House of Cards if you haven't, right? Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, cool. The cool uh, we can talk about that the cool now. thing about doing this in Fizzle is that it's a safe space where. It's fine if you're just figuring things out because that's what everybody's doing. If you were to do this in public, I know there's this like apprehension that, well, I'm, I'm supposed to be the guy who knows everything. How, yeah. why should I be writing about the stuff I'm struggling with when I'm trying to attract customers who mm-hmm. expect me to be the expert? That's fine. I understand that. Um, some companies have pulled this off pretty well. If you think about Buffer, for example, yeah. they're yep. so open about what they do. Yeah. They kind of just write about every little thing they're working on internally. Ryan Carson um, yep. from Treehouse has done that on his own blog. Um, the Fred guys, Wilson. Fred Wilson, ABC, yeah, yeah that's, that's, what he's struggling yeah. with, what he's working on, um, and uh, the guys from Groove over mm. at GrooveHQ.com, yeah. they they've gone fully transparent, and so that that can work really well. But if you're in the real beginning stages, you want to find a safe place, and that's what we're trying to create within physics. Right. So, again, it's about putting yourself out there, holding yourself accountable, and um, when you do that, people are going to start to connect with you, and this is all about yeah. making connections. And, oh, to me, the thing about okay, so okay, well, keep going to the next one. Well, hold I'm on. Sure what I love about the progress in. log thing, though, is is it becomes a a history of your progress in company. Oh yeah. And you can look back over time. So like, let's say you're, you're going to forget about those. Steps exactly. That you took. Yep. And, and when you want to do an annual review, for example, and you could look back at 26 or 52 check-ins across the year and yeah. kind of see how things progress. Mm-hmm. That's a really powerful tool. And regardless of whether anyone else checks in with you as you're going, it's a, it's a documentation of the process you're going through and of the progress that you make along the way. And I think so often it's so easy to forget all the things we accomplish as entrepreneurs because there's always a new challenge that's occupying our mind space. And having a way to celebrate that stuff is massive. And it's really valuable. Yep, 100%. I'd like to occupy my mind space. You do occupy my mind space, Chase. All right, so the next three are um, fizzle-specific. And again, we'll talk about ways that people could do this elsewhere. So uh, step three is to like or answer or comment on posts that other fizzlers have made. So we have um, this active community. I think there are like 90,000 posts in the forums mm. now within Fizzle. People are in there every day asking questions, giving people feedback, and really just trying to get unstuck, whatever mm. is in mm-hmm. their way. And what we found is that the people who get the most out of the community are the ones who give more than they receive from it. You have to kind of plant the seeds and be a useful person. Mm -hmm. It's also just to make sure that the ecosystem stays vibrant. If you think about it, every question that you ask, you would love to get like five responses back, right? Well, if everybody's asking as much as they're 
um, responding to, then there's only one response right, right. to everything. Yeah. So what we encourage people to do is to answer as much as they can if they have something to offer. And so we want to get them into that. So partly this is selfish for us to make sure that the community is vibrant. But we also <laughs> have seen, for example, our friend Tom Ross, right? So mm-hmm. Tom was a, a very active Fizzle member. In fact, he was he was giving people design help. He was just offering to go critique their site or yeah. to help them tweak something for months. And what ended up happening was Tom was really struggling with his business at the time. He did all this work with Fizzle members. He became very popular within Fizzle. People knew who he was. And a couple of things came out of that. Um, three things, actually. One, uh, he was chosen to do a coaching call with you, Chase, yeah. and I think that helped him yeah. tremendously. The second is that when he started his new thing, he had this like group of people that were some of the first buyers to that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the third thing is he was percolating on ideas. Mm-hmm. And by helping all of these people, he was learning what they were struggling with and, and sort of exercising that muscle of trying to figure out what problems he could solve. So by being useful within the community, by giving, you're going to receive a lot back. Right. And I think if you're not in Fizzle, this is the kind of thing where, um, for example, I, I was talking to lawyers for a while and I found a couple of attorneys who were really active on Quora. Mm. They just answered all kinds of questions. And then it gets it it helps you to learn about that person before you hire them. Yeah. So if you're not in Fizzle, I would be out there trying to help people in whatever space you think you'll be operating in. Find some forums out there. If it's about yeah. fatherhood or motherhood or um, being a new attorney or whatever, go find a place like that and contribute like no other yeah. to that place. Reddit. Something like, exactly. like the reputation in communities like that really fast too. I mean, yeah. I, just, I spent like two days on Quora just answering some questions about entrepreneurship. And overnight, I had more people asking me to answer questions and people following me there. Yeah. Mm. If you provide value and you know what you're doing, it's not hard to become known in a small circle very quickly. And I think the same thing applies to something like Twitter. You know, so many people think, okay, I posted this question on Twitter. Why didn't it get any engagement? Whereas, you don't think about the other side of it. Like there's another person who asked a question that's in your feed right now that, that you, you didn't could answer. go respond to, right? Totally. And so why aren't you so being why that should you person expect- for someone else, right? Yeah. And a couple secrets on this is um, clarifying questions are worth more than an answer. Mm-hmm. And uh, and when you don't have to have the answer. You're not your role your job is not to give advice or answer. Your job is to ask clarifying questions because chances are they can come up with their own answer. Um and that and if you ask a clarifying question where they answer their own question, that's going to stick versus you could get I could I'm we're giving the answers all day long and people don't have ears to hear it yet because they haven't gone through the funk enough to for those answers to be to make internalized, yeah. you know what I mean? So clarifying questions can can get you into the funk and, and Whereas just waiting, sitting on your ass for, for advice might not be a, as helpful. But um, so first of all, you don't have you don't have to answer. You can ask more clarifying questions, and those can be way more powerful than an answer. And then uh, that's first. And then second of all, you can instead of giving answers, you can share from your experience. And this is like a a model uh, that's used in like really high power groups of CEOs and business mm-hmm. people where you're not allowed to give an answer or advice. You're allowed to ask clarifying questions or share uh, an example from your yeah. life. Where when when you I face that, that problem, yes. here's how I solve. Well, it. I didn't deal with the same exact thing, but I was struggling with that over here yep. uh, in a similar way. Yep. This is what happened. I'm glad I went with this product, not that one. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, and, and unless unless you're like a, you like really know your stuff. Sure. And, like, well, you're, ultimately, you're asking between Aweber and, and Mailchimp. I know those both really in and out, right. and I could I could tell you which one to go with. Well, and ultimately, know? what we're even moving towards is not necessarily how we've handled the problems that people are facing, but 
here's how other fizzlers have handled yeah. something yep. similar. And right. that's a similar principle yep. where it's not, this is the answer. It's here's a couple case studies of the same problem, different audience, different whatever. And you can now apply, take that and apply it to your situation yep. however you need to. Yep. Uh, principally though, I like the concept of kind of a four to one or five to one ratio yeah. of giving versus asking, Yep. Um, you know, or an 80, 20 principle kind of thing. Yeah. Because that means that if everyone acted like you did, everyone would get four answers to their question. Right. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's just like, uh, like on Instagram or something, it's like, mm. I keep posting my stuff and nobody's liking it. Well, how many things do you go and like, right. you know what I mean? How mm. many things do you go and comment mm-hmm. on? Um, it's just a, it's just kind of like the golden ratio yep. or the, or the golden rule, but yep. it's like the golden ratio, right? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> which the golden ratio is, is 1.62 yeah. typography, so, uh, dot, 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 dot. So meaning like you get, to, you have to, well, not just one to one. Yeah. It's 1.62 exactly. to one, right? Exactly. <laughs> so, okay. So, um, and, and this applies not just within fizzle, but outside of fizzle, yep. obviously. So the next thing is once you've sort of. So hold on. First was profile. Second was progress log. Third is go help others. Uh, go help answer, others. Or, exactly. Or, yeah. Okay. The fourth is to get help yourself. So mm. now that you've established yourself, you've filled out your profile. Um, you've started, uh, documenting what you're working on. You've started helping others. Now, Start asking questions yourself. And this applies to being on Twitter or mm-hmm. LinkedIn or whatever. It's the same thing. You, you yeah. know what I mean? You fill out your profile, you start publishing, you start re- interacting with others yep. and helping them. Yep. Now it's your turn. Now it's your turn to start realizing the power of this platform and why you're here to begin with, which is I need to get help with something specific. So go and ask a question yep. and learn how to ask questions that you get effective answers to. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. I, I think a lot of people ask questions and they give up. Yeah. Like, or, or, or they ask a question like, I'm thinking of starting a blog on health and wellness. How, how do I grow it? <laughs> right. Right. It's like, it's what? like this massive open-ended question that, you know, yeah. And, and so that, that's yeah. starting all the way, which is which is where you start for clarity, right? This is perfect. Yeah, you don't know exactly what you're doing. You're thinking about doing stuff. So let's get you into the clarity module and and understanding. So you know the words that you're saying when you say something like that. Yeah. Because it sounds just by nature of you asking a question like that means you don't know what those words mean. And it means you know? that you haven't done the work yourself to right. go take the very basic resources that we offer and that are out there yeah. publicly. Um, about how you grow an audience or whatever. It's, it's kind of a simple thing. It's out there. It's, it's fine if you have a specific question like, Hey, you know, I, I tried to follow these instructions, but I got stuck because yep. this thing, this button wasn't in the place that I expected it to be or whatever. That's yeah, yeah. fine. You'll get an answer to that. But those big open ended questions. Right. And that's different from, you know, I have this health and wellness blog. I've, I've blogged there, you know, a, a post every week for the last year. And I'm just not seeing very much interest. What are some possible What do you ideas? think I'm doing wrong? Yeah, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. What could I do yeah. to grow this? And then it's like, okay, let's talk about maybe interacting with more forums or more communities out there where yep. you can do exactly this kind of stuff and also be able to hopefully drum up some interest in what you do over there. Yep. Let's talk about your value proposition, maybe niching down or, or pivoting in a different direction. Let's talk about a lot of ideas that, that could come and, and play like putting, right. doing a series of posts and, and doing a series of guest posts yeah. out there, finding the, there's a lot. Now we've got a ton of options because yeah. you've shown me that you've done some work. You know, you, you know what these words mean when you say them. So and this is, this is another useful exercise. It's, this is kind of the Mr. Miyagi thing. Wax on, wax off. We talked before in stage one clarity about how, um, oh, defining your, your topic and your niche yeah. about how you have to, 
figure out how you're going to differentiate your topic a little bit because eventually you're going to have to explain that to right, people right. what your business is. Likewise, um, you have to figure out how to ask questions yes. so that you can get a response. Just like when you eventually start telling people about your business, you have to frame it in a way get, right. that gets them excited. So yeah. like a common one we get in the forums all the time is, here's the link to my website, tell me what you think. That is like the least useful thing that you mm-hmm. can ask a community because now someone looks at that and they're like, so you're asking me to spend 30 minutes. The orange right, is going too orangey. To, yeah. Like, wait, you're like, yeah. yeah. As opposed what to, am I gonna say? here's my about page. My goal is to get more subscribers from my about page. How might I improve? What's one way I could improve that based exactly. on your reading of exactly. it? Exactly. And now my only job is go read your about page, which is going to take yeah. me five minutes, and give you one point of feedback. Here's my here's my sales page. Any if you if you were doing this, what are maybe a, a couple options of the headline that you would that mm. you would do? Yep. Right. Because tr- truth is, this kind of interaction is unbelievably valuable. You yep. know why? Because your face is about two inches off the off the page that you're making, off the project that you're in. You call it. You know, you're close to the metal. You're close to the page. And so when you, when I have to tell what I'm working on to my wife, which is always like a challenging thing, cause I'm like just in it and I'm like, you wouldn't understand. <laughs> if I get through enough to clarify a question and ask it of her, you would be amazed mm-hmm. the kind of insights that come out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, and the same thing goes with interacting with other people because it just like all of a sudden you can't see anything because the, the page is two inches in front of your face. Yep. And someone comes in from the outside and goes like, well, have you thought about this angle? And you go, and all of a sudden, your head explodes with with new creativity and ideas. Yeah, because it's just like, oh, I couldn't even see that. Mm. Yep. You know what I mean? So, if you're in the Fizzle platform again, the goal here is to start to learn how you can use that platform to get answers to questions mm-hmm. that are important to you. If you're not in Fizzle, obviously, you can ask questions on Twitter, or Quora, or LinkedIn, or whatever. And it's it's still a, a very important exercise to learn how to ask questions. Yep. The other thing is this: a lot of times is a proxy for finding a mentor or making connections with people because a lot of times those um, connections start as you asking for help or advice on something. And if you ask the right kind of question that reveals that you're a a smart, thoughtful, well-prepared person, then you're likely to establish an ongoing relationship with the person that you're asking the question of. If you come, you know, like, how do I grow this thing? You know, um, then you're probably not going to get a decent answer and that person's going to blow you off. Go above and beyond to show that you're a go-getter. And that, and that you're doing work and that whatever's going to happen, you're going to take it and roll with it because you understand that the responsibility is in your, you have the responsibility, not the kind of person who's just like waiting for someone to give them the answer. Put the onus on you. Yep. All right. That was step four. Okay. Step five. How many steps in this one? Seven. Oh gosh. Step five is to attend a Fizzle Friday or an office hours or an in-person meetup. These are different kinds of things that we do within Fizzle mm-hmm. to get people together um, to help them interact or for us to help answer questions mm-hmm. live. Mm-hmm. So um, those are very specific things that we have. And the people who take advantage of that, they get a, a lot of value. Yeah. And I can tell you, we, we have a couple of thousand people inside Fizzle and just a small portion actually take advantage of many of these things. Yeah. And those people are getting like this this small group coaching. Fizzle feels... A- very different to those people than it does does to the exactly. So within Fizzle, we want to encourage people to do that. If you're not in Fizzle, then I would say this is like when you see someone on Twitter or Facebook or something saying, hey, we're throwing a little um, happy hour get together, go to that thing and you'll get to talk to these people directly. You'll get to interact with other people who are probably interesting and smart like you are since they're attending that event. So get out there and meet people in live online events or in real in-person events 
that's one of the best ways to connect with real people. Yep. Um, you can also go to conferences. The whole point of this creative step, mornings, things yeah. like that. You got meetup.org you mm. go to and, and find out whether people, uh, the whole point of this step is to town. get out there and, and shake hands and meet people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, or, you know, for a fizzle Friday or anything like that, where you're having direct interaction, it hones that skill of asking questions because now you're live and you have to be able to articulate a problem or an opportunity for you and then hear back from someone reflected at you. Here's a question you might consider to get to an answer yourself, or here's the advice I would yeah. give or whatever. Yep. yep. All right. Um, step number six is to join a mastermind group. And I know we've done entire podcast episodes. We'll put a link down below, I guess, yeah, and yeah. Uh, to this one. But um, the idea here is that a mastermind group, it, when we talked earlier about, you said, um, hey, here's a link to my website. Can I have feedback on this? You're not going to get responses from total strangers in a community environment. Mm-hmm. They're busy. They're doing their own thing. In a mastermind group, you have this dedicated hour or hour and a half with two or three other people. Yeah. And you're doing this reciprocal thing where I get 15 minutes to talk about my thing. Then you're going to get 15 minutes to talk about your thing. That's the kind of place where you can get that rich, in-depth feedback mm-hmm. that you're not going to get from anybody else because you have, you're like, uh, blood brothers at that point. You've yep. sworn yeah. to help each other out in the same sort of way. And it's just a magical kind of group like you get yep. from nobody else. And there's trust inherent in that relationship because you build this rapport with each other over time from meeting every week or meeting every other week where yeah. I trust that you're going to give me honest, open, valuable feedback when I ask for it. Yep. And therefore I can take that and act on it or trust it more than if I just put it on Quora and I have no idea who the person answering yeah. me is. And yeah. when we're saying mastermind group, I mean mastermind group is this—it's like this idea of like several people. And so don't get don't get overwhelmed by by this thing. Really, the lowest common the denominator of this thing is somebody that you can have a weekly or uh, biweekly conversation with, right? About your business, yes, and that you get to be on the receiving end as well as the delivering. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. And and I would I would I would feel fine if somebody at least identified one other person that they're going to meet with at least once a month yeah. to sit down and talk about business. Yeah. That's that's a good first step. My preference would be that you're in a group with two or three other people mm-hmm. and you're meeting every week yeah. or every two weeks. And it doesn't have to be long. What are you going to work on this week? What happened last week? Yeah, it, it can be over coffee. Whatever. It's really quick, but you'd be surprised how much your behind is brought to the table yeah. when you have someone else that you respect and you, for three weeks in a row, haven't done what you said you were going to do. Yeah. yeah. Especially when they start shipping regularly, you're like, oh, yeah. hmm, that's yep. interesting. I haven't done anything yeah. since they <laughs> yeah. wrote five blocks. Yeah. Yeah, Which, absolutely. I mean, maybe maybe, maybe you're not the person who's going to ship anything ever, and you shouldn't be in that, and you want to just dilly-dally. But and, chances are you're not. Yeah, and um, we have uh, an entire you know set of resources inside Fizzle to help people accomplish this. Um, and we have a really incredible blog post that Barrett wrote all about forming mastermind groups and running them. Um, just one word of caution, make sure that you find people who are either at your level of ambition and dedication yeah. or above, um, yeah. because you can get in groups where everybody's a little sluggish and it just doesn't feel right. So yeah. you want the group to challenge you as much as you can challenge the group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's step six. That's complete. Obviously, once you're in a group, um, step seven is simply just to make a list of all the people in your industry that you want to meet. And, uh, we have an incredible course in fizzle by Scott Dinsmore. Um, called Connect with Anyone. This is um, Scott has spent a lot of time studying what it takes to meet people of influence, and um, Scott's a big fan, as we are, of this quote by Jim Rohn about you know you are the average of the five people no, no, that no. you spend the most say time with. Say it like you need to say it. What? <laughs> oh yeah. 
People, listen. You're not being valuable enough. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Is that all right? Yeah, it's really good. Is that all right? Um, anyway, uh, this is a really important step because uh, the other thing that Scott likes to say is that you there's this thing where um, there was this four minute mile um, barrier that nobody could break through right back in the, I don't know, in the fifties or something, thirties, forties. I don't know. I think it was the 1800s. I think Scott Bannister was the first person to break the four minute mile barrier. But for years, this thing existed that people thought was a human impossibility to break the four minute mile. And yet as soon as Scott Bannister, this one person broke the four minute mile, what happened next? Gatorade. Gatorade changed everything. Like 20 other people did it within the next couple of months. And then now it's just like, if you can't run a four-minute mile, you're nobody, right? Right. (laughs) Yeah, am I right? I cannot run a four-minute mile. The the idea is to go from, how how could I possibly do this to how could I possibly not? Mm. And the way to do that, according to our friend Scott, is to surround yourself with people who are doing what you want to be doing. Yep. And one of the best ways to do that is to make a list of all the people that you want in your industry. Um, take Scott Dinsmore's Connect With Anyone course and um, learn how to systematically connect with influencers yep. and to change the level of people that you're hanging out with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we have yeah. an article that would apply to people that aren't Fizzle members too that Chris Johnson wrote on the 101010 strategy, which mm-hmm. is... Position towards sales, but you could equally use it for just meeting people yeah. as far as being intentional. Because it's that about- intentionality yeah. of like, this, I would love to meet this person. And you know, it's always awkward to like, you, you get an intro email or whatever. It's going to be awkward. Uh, and, but, but you just sh- keep showing up over time. Right. And, and prove that you don't need anything from them. You just think they're an interesting person mm-hmm. and they might feel the same about you. So, uh, that's the last step in this stage. This stage, Review all of them again. This for me. stage was about connection. And at the end of the stage, the goal is that you will have connected with other entrepreneurs for support, guidance, accountability, and friendship. These are very important things if you want to succeed in building a business. And it just makes it more fun. Yeah. Step one was to fill out your community profile within Fizzle or externally, wherever that might be. Step two was to start an accountability journal and to update that regularly. Step three was to help other people in whatever platform you're participating in. Step four was to get help from that platform, whether it be within Fizzle or LinkedIn or Quora or whatever. Step five was to attend some in-person or live event within Fizzle. We have Fizzle Friday office hours, in-person meetups, all kinds of things. If you're not in Fizzle, and you see a creative mornings or something happening in your area, go attend that thing. That's the place where you're going to meet people is by attending those things. Step six was to create a small group, a small mastermind or accountability group with other people that you trust and who are as ambitious as you are. And step seven was to connect with people that you admire in your industry by learning how to do so and by making a list of all those people that you want to meet. I like it. And that gives you a, a great support system that's going to be there as you continue to build your business and you're feeling like you want to quit or you're going through a struggle or whatever. It's, it's good. You bet your bottom dollar. I mean, the one on the very bottom. Yeah. I bet your top dollar too. Oh, you makes. I have been Chase Warman Reef. I've been Corbett Barr. I have been Baird Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> we all did the same handshake. Ah, what do you want from me? <laughs> There you have it. Fizzleshow.co slash 101, that's 101, is where you'll find the graphic, quotes, and links from this episode. 
what do you think? Are you in this stage? If so, what does it feel like? Let us know in the comments at fizzleshow.co slash 101. Egg Johnson steeped us in a coffee-based host call-out today at the beginning of the show. Here's the rest of his iTunes review from Norway. He says, Honest, entertaining, and usually straight to the point. These guys are experienced and help you realize you can make it and you're not alone. Thank you so much, Peg, for your iTunes review. You know, uh, our goal here is to help you make progress in your business every single week. And if you leave us an iTunes review, it can help other entrepreneurs find this show. So I guess what I'm asking is, could you leave us an iTunes review? Simply search for the show in the iTunes store and click write a review. Tell us something about yourself. Or maybe just say, that guy, Chase, I think his name is, not funny. Bad at Scottish accents. I'm offended. I hope I didn't offend you. Listen, I know personally how important connection is. I really, I've seen it firsthand in my life. That's exactly, that, I mean, that is how I got involved in Fizzle in the first place. And yet it's still, it still is something I resist. It's still nerve-wracking for me. I find myself resisting it. Maybe you feel that too. And maybe we can both decide to just kind of gird our loins and do it. I mean, you do, you do your loins and I'll do mine. We wouldn't do each other. And, and the loins aren't even the point. The point is, every time I've gotten out of my shell and met some folks, it was hard to convince myself to get there. And by the end, I was glad I did. Break leg. Find care. Take care. Serve hard and dig in. Thanks. And I'll talk to you in the next episode when we get into stage three of the roadmap. Hello, this is Caroline Banks um, in London, England, and um, my blog is carolinebanks.co.uk. It's basically what I call a blog of what I find interesting, so it varies. It does talk about creativity, but as I'm a visual artist, it's very much concentrating on things I've seen. Um, I think I've been listening to you since the beginning, and listening to Corbett probably or reading about Corbett since the beginning of him and God knows how I found it Um, but anyway I really enjoy listening to the show it's quite interesting to get my Friday fix of American accents so that's cool and um, yes uh, just keep it going can't believe it's coming up for a hundred to think I'm sitting here painting all that time okay then take care bye Hey guys, Dave again. Uh, HabitatChat.com is the URL. And I just want to say, Let It Go is one of my good inside jokes. I thought it was really funny because my daughter, that was her favorite song. And listening to Chase sing it was pretty hilarious. Because I uh, I heard her sing it so much. So uh, yeah, you guys are amazing, obviously. Still building the business, got a long ways to go, but I appreciate everything you're doing every day and all the help. So uh, we'll see you soon. Yes! Well, you people, you fizzlers out there, this is Paul Riggum from the Netherlands. And uh, well, I'm referred to as Party Paul on an earlier podcast. And so, well, I really loved that podcast. And since then, I, uh, well, listened to a lot of podcasts. And you arrived 
at number 100 today. So many congratulations from the Netherlands and celebrate your brains out. I suggest. Okay. And、um, well, today it is also my number 365 of my daily blog. 365 days sharing secrets of our awesome lives. So I celebrate today as well, and I will open up a bottle of Dom Perpignan, and I will think about you while drinking it. Well, I'll leave you with my quote,、uh, which I use、uh, in each article I write, and that's、uh, well, love all, play to the max, achieve anything, and be awesome. My name is Pilar Ortiz. I'm actually based in London. My URL is virtualnotdistant.com, and I just want to say how the energy from your show just inspires me to get things done, which, when you're working mainly on your own, is half the battle. So thank you very much. Do keep it up. Your episodes, yeah, they're really funny, very informative. I love them, and I'm looking forward to the next 100 episodes. <laughs>